0: Beatrice spills the beans on codependency is a codependency recovery, emotional awareness, and exploration podcast. <laughs> B is a mom, social worker, and recovering codependent, creating a space for like-minded people who have similar experiences to help empower and cheer each other on. Join B on her journey with emotional exploration. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in again. This is the first episode on Tuesday, which is going to be our regular release date from here on out. Yay! My husband and my son and I just got back from a trip to Yosemite. It was my husband and my son's first time. It was my second time. And I just needed to be off the grid, man. I just, I had no phone service. We went camping in a little cabin. The way I like to camp my husband calls that glamping but he's he's going to the dark side he's learning I bet you if we camped in a tent nowadays he would complain all day of his back aching I do think that the glamping is growing on him but I call it camping anyways we just got back and I realized that I have become a little codependent to the podcast and I was thinking can you be codependent to things But I think I'm just being extra obsessive, but it reminded me of when I was younger and I would obsess when I was talking to a boy of when they would text me back and I would just constantly be checking my phone to see if I got a text back. I don't know if any of you relate to that, but part of my codependency was getting super obsessed with whoever I was interested in. And I think podcasting is my new love interest. I did not realize how much energy I have been putting into this until I went off the grid and I kept checking my phone to see if I had service so I could make progress on this podcast. That really was an eye-opener. On one hand, I love that I'm so excited and that I get to share all of my experiences and build this group of people with you guys. And then on the other hand, I was like, whoa, whoa, B, calm down here. You're a a little attached to this podcast thing. So I am coming back into this with a little bit more grounding and maybe a little more structure in my life so that I'm not just podcasting 24-7. It just reminded me of how I was before I was in my codependency recovery and it also made me think I talked about in the first two episodes signs that you might be in a codependent relationship but I haven't really talked about what codependency is. I have explained that it is a little complicated and it's not something that we are going to be able to get through in one or two episodes, but I decided to make today's episode about common characteristics of codependency so that maybe those of you who are listening in and have never heard of codependency or don't believe that codependency relates to you, but maybe haven't heard all the different characteristics that make up codependency. Like I said in the first episode, just because you have some of these common characteristics doesn't mean that you're necessarily codependent. And I'm not here to label you. I'm just here to teach you stuff. And maybe if this doesn't relate to you, it will relate to someone in your life. Common characteristics of codependency. So, I don't want to scare people off here. Just because this is a codependency emotional awareness podcast doesn't mean that if you do not label yourself as codependent, you won't relate to some of these topics that we're talking about. The first characteristic is an overdeveloped sense of responsibility. A lot of times, people have to go back into their childhood to find where their codependency is once started. I know some people believe that they they were born with their codependency, that they had the perfect childhood and there was no reason for codependency. I don't have that experience, so I, I can't talk much on that. I definitely did receive my codependency traits as a child from my environment. And so my overdeveloped sense of responsibility came with Feeling emotionally responsible for my parents. And I did talk about this a little bit in the last episode. I do believe I was born very empathic, which means I'm just very sensitive to others' emotions. And I think because of that, I have just always had this sense of emotional intelligence about me. And my family didn't normally deal with feelings, we didn't talk about emotions. My parents both didn't have. A huge skill set in how to talk about emotions and deal with them. I was mostly looked at in the family as the crybaby or the overly sensitive one. And really, what it was was that I just had emotional empathy and intelligence, and I was able to read a room and know if people's feelings were getting hurt. And I genuinely cared about everybody's feelings. And I mean, to a point that I remember a lot in my childhood. My brother, who is, I have three brothers, so my youngest brother, but he's the closest in age to me, he was always getting in trouble. He was the one that got the brunt of the anger and frustration in our family. And so every time he would get spanked or punished, I would have to ride that emotional roller coaster of seeing it happen and i think that was really traumatizing for me and so i i remember distinctly being very overly sensitive and responsible for his feelings when he was in trouble and i just wanted to protect him but i couldn't and wanting to protect my mom when my parent my mom and dad were fighting and just i just felt overly responsible i i remember as a really young child if my mom and dad were in a fight if my mom would go downstairs and sleep on the couch i'd go and check on her and make sure that she was okay i just always felt overly responsible i think partly something that i I learned throughout my recovery is that it's easier to be concerned about others behaviors instead of our own behaviors or it's easier to be concerned about others feelings instead of being concerned with my own feelings. And I think that that is a big reason why I took on other people's issues is because it just seemed more manageable to me. And a lot of times when I find myself obsessing about someone else's problems, which is another codependent common hashtag common characteristic, is that you feel the sense of having to take care of other people, which is, I guess, a sense of responsibility. It's easier for me to focus on someone else's issues and behaviors than it is to look inside and see what my issues are. Often in my recovery, I recite the mantra to myself that uh, behaviors that annoy me are just a mirror. And that kind of just means that When I go out to a group outing and there's this one obnoxious person that is a little too crude, I might get really judgmental in my head and I easily forget that that is who I was. And I still struggle with crudeness and making people uncomfortable sometimes. And so instead of focusing on my crudeness, I'm focusing on theirs and not owning my side of the street husband I felt like it was easier to be married to him sometimes than it is to be married to my husband now because my ex-husband was so dramatic and he was so over the top that he always his behaviors and the way he acted always made me look like the good and now I'm with a very calm even tempered man who doesn't say much um, he's opening up a lot but He, you know, he doesn't, he has a man of few words and I am suddenly the one that's really outgoing and outspoken and learning about my temper, which little side note, I'm reading a book on anger right now. It's The Dance with Anger by Harriet Lerner, which is amazing. I'm sure, shout out to Harriet Lerner. I am sure I'll talk about that later, but I feel like because I'm reading a book on anger, it is bringing out the anger in me. So... Just, I think that that might be um, part of self healing and self help is when you start focusing on a trait, you notice it more. And oh, that's another thing. I'm reading this book on anger, so I'm going around. This is currently happening. Current news flash: I am currently getting angry uh, at people that are angry. Because I'm noticing anger in everyone because I'm reading this book. And like I said, what you see is a mirror of yourself. I'm getting frustrated with people who exhibit anger qualities that I have myself. Or like when I was in Yosemite, I was extra tired on our last day. And I kept thinking my husband was angry at me. And he was like, I think you're projecting. I was like, you know what? I am. I'm really tired. And I I wasn't doing my self-care. So I was. I was thinking he was angry. But I think I was angry that I was so exhausted. Because I always forget that camping, as much as it's a vacation, you need to take a vacation from your vacation when it's, because you have so much to do. Even when I try to make it easy, it's still like, well, I have a toddler, so I don't know what I was thinking. I tried to do as much prep as possible so I could relax, and then I realized when I got there that I have a toddler. So that changed quickly. The next one is difficulty expressing emotions and scared to share with others. And I think that is because a common characteristic of a codependency is low self-esteem. And people who are codependent don't see their opinions or their interests as valuable, so they don't share them because they're often afraid of what others will think of that opinion. And with me, I was afraid to have a political opinion or to have a stance on anything because I think I was, one, I was used to being shamed for having opinions that were different than others as, a, as when I was younger. And two, I wasn't able to mold myself to be whatever was most beneficial to people if I showed interest in my own things and was unique. as far as expressing emotions i don't i need to be needed a common characteristic of codependency is the need to be needed by others and wanting to fit in it's hard to express emotions if you're afraid if someone's going to like you or not it, or they're not going to like what you have to say especially if it's emotions of someone hurting your feelings because you your biggest fear is abandonment sometimes with codependency and so I, in my experience, my inability to express emotion turned into me being very a uh, passive aggressive. And I often, and this, I know I learned this from my family origin. I often would make jokes. I still do it. I have to work on it all the time. That's another thing that annoys me and others that I struggle with myself is the passive aggressiveness and... I think the moral of the story here is, is that everything that I'm working on myself and I struggle with in my recovery annoys me and others when I notice it. Because, I guess because, first of all, it's a mirror. And second, because I just don't like seeing how it makes other people feel. That's kind of the idea with mindfulness and meditating is that it takes you out of your world and helps you to look at it from a different perspective like an outside perspective and I think when I see those traits in others I'm kind of getting that perspective and I know how how it is to be an other with my behaviors and I guess it's embarrassing and I have a lot of shame with my codependent behaviors because I just I guess my codependency became so unbearable when I was my lowest in my life that I don't ever want to go back to that. And I just, I just want to grow. So I want to grow so much away from my pain. I think part of me be exploring my emotional intelligence and exploring this journey is to find to keep that peace of mind. And I think that that emotional intelligence and in learning why I have behaviors and how to change those behaviors and how to heal from trauma is kind of like a life raft for me. And it's helping me to be a better person because I, I, the truth is I grew up jealous of full house and all those shows that they can just have these perfect relationships that you can have issues and resolve them in healthy ways. Like that's not how things were done around me. I truly believe that I can have that. When I first started going to therapy, I often ask my therapist if like healthy people exist. Cause the things I learn about that are I'm being told are abusive or toxic situations are all I know. So I just think, well, everybody has dysfunction. Everybody's dysfunctional. My family wasn't completely normal, and there's way healthier families out there. But I'm still having a hard time believing that there are extremely healthy families with extreme, you know, really healthy children. And my therapist constantly reminds me that you know I'm I'm doing that and I'm creating that by working hard on myself. But I know that my son is going to have issues that you know I'm not going to be able to protect him from that. From no matter how much self reflection I do, there's going to be something that he doesn't agree with or you know maybe society wise it it's acceptable now and it won't be when he is an adult. My mom and I always joke like there's not such thing as a healthy you know family but they're really there really are out there they really are and I'm striving to be that. Another common characteristic of codependency is approval seeking so this kind of went with the last one you know it's hard to express your emotions and be unique and be your own self and and be comfortable in your own skin when you need to be needed and part of the need to be needed is approval seeking as a codependent I would, I call it code switching, but basically I would mold myself to be whatever anyone needed at any point. And I talked about that in the previous episodes. When I started finding my own interests and expressing what music I want to listen to or how I want to decorate my house or what kind of clothes I want to wear, I really started, it it, it actually took me reading a book called a uh, journey to your soul by Melody Beattie. Shout out to Melody Beattie. I might shout out to her every episode. Who knows? But that book taught me how to have my own interests because it literally I had to read a book to guide me on what my own interests were because I was so much a chameleon and just I wanted approval so bad I would be whatever the people wanted me to be. It's so interesting because it's like this paradox. You. When you're an approval seeker, I mean, now I can see it. And I don't know if everyone can see it, because I don't know if it's just something I recognize in myself again. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the most codependent of them all? I think that mirror analogy is really just... Maybe this episode should be called hashtag mirror instead of hashtag common characteristics. But anyways, approval seeking. That was my jam. We often have a victim mentality we have low self-esteem, we judge ourselves harshly, we're addicted to excitement um, and not the good kind of excitement. So codependents often like to be on what they call the, I think it's the Cartman's drama triangle. Don't quote me on that. But there is, I will actually do, I'll do an episode on the Cartman's drama triangle. I'll need to write that down but we get addicted to excitement it's kind of excitement like drama we get addicted to getting in an argument and then having to fix that argument and then that honeymoon period and then the cycle starts over with abusive relationships the addicted to excitement aspect it can stem from growing up in a volatile environment When you grow up in a volatile or toxic environment, it's easy to mistake chaos for love and care. And I think that that's part of the addicted to excitement because we think that chaos and cleaning up situations and fixing people's problems is and playing a rescuer in people's lives is... What loving care looks like. And that is not loving and care. And all of these subjects can be individual episodes down the road, but I just thought it was important to bring up some common characteristics of codependency. Another common characteristic is being terrified of abandonment. And I think that. Personally, for me, my codependency stems a lot from my attachment issues with my parents. My grandma was the one that was primarily my, she was my main attachment. My mom was really stressed out when I was born. She was running a business with my dad. They both were workaholics. She was also in a codependent relationship, an extremely toxic and codependent relationship with her sister-in-law. And so she didn't really have the energy or time for me. I was her fourth child and my dad and my aunt and my siblings were all very needy for her attention. Not all my siblings, but mainly my brother that's my youngest brother. So my mom just didn't have the energy for me when I came around. So I think that that really affected our attachment to each other. Like I said, I can, I can do an a- episode on attachment and attachment theories as well. But so I think my abandonment issues and my being terrified of abandonment comes from my attachment or lack thereof with my mom when I was a baby. So when I was attached to my grandma, she didn't live with us. So I didn't have that attachment as c- consistently as I probably needed for my development another common characteristic is we think we can take care of others and make better decisions for them than they can for themselves that's part of being the rescuer hashtag rescuer playing the rescuer is is we think that people need to be saved and that the world won't function without us if we take a week off of work how are they going to be able to function without us and if we don't stop our husband from drinking or don't control how many drinks he has he's going to go down a bad path if we don't tell our spouse how to have good work ethics or how to act in public they're not going to keep their jobs or be able to make it in social situations codependency is this idea that we control you know another aspect of it is control and and we control people thinking that we're doing it in a way that's best for them. So narcissistic people, they control people to get what they want in a selfish like to get their needs met in a selfish way. And codependent people control people because we genuinely think that our ideas and the way that we manage things are better and we can care for people better than they can care for themselves. Um which dependent people or narcissistic people People who are with a codependent person, most times, if they're really into their codependency and not working on their recovery, the person who's with that person is been usually benefiting in some way, um, because even though, but they also are suffering because they're dealing with someone who's controlling. So at one end, they're taking care of them, but then they're another common characteristic is being resentful the need to take care of someone and then we get resentful when they're not appreciative that we did something for them that they didn't even ask for that is that is like codependent that is one of my huge codependent traits I still find myself doing that so then I have to find ways to counteract that I make my husband his lunch every day for work, but he doesn't make my lunch for work, and I don't want to eat the same thing every day. He's very simple, so that wouldn't work. So I started asking him to fill my water bottle. I carry around a reusable water bottle around the house, and I said, you know, I make your sandwiches, and I put that effort, and I'm saying, hey, I care about you, and it would be nice if you fill up my water bottle when you see that it's empty sometimes. And it doesn't have to be all the time, but just that little act of kindness for me helps me from being resentful when I make his lunches so we literally have to have conversations like that because otherwise I'm running around being resentful for doing something nice which in my past relationship I would be so I have to find ways to keep myself from being resentful and not And I'm not saying in every situation to ask someone to do something for you to not be resentful I think the goal is to learn how to do things from your heart and not because you think that you need to and then you won't be resentful because you're doing it because you want to, not because you think it's the right thing to do. Another common characteristic is we confuse love with pity and that kind of goes with confusing love and care with chaos. For me, I definitely confuse love with pity. I truly thought that my ex-husband couldn't experience love from anybody but me I was the only person in the world that could love him and take care of him the way that I did and that if I left he would commit suicide that's not true there's there were other people taking care of him he was you know 29 when I met him so for 29 years he was making it he does not need me he can take care of himself maybe his quality of life isn't the same as mine and or you know maybe his standard it's not his quality that's the problem is i think his i think he has a lack of quality of life but it's just that he has a different standard than i do and that's another common characteristic is thinking that you're above or below someone and not thinking you're equal codependent people often have a hard time thinking they're on equal ground or equal footing with other people they either Identify as above them, and they label them and and make fun of in their head or whatever. They make people, you know, they think they're stupid, or you know, they think someone's lower than them, or they think they're above them, and they need to do all these things that they don't need to be doing to keep their the the person that they feel less than in a relationship with them. So that's where codependency really gets sticky. Is needing to be needed by people and then also if you don't need a person or you don't perceive them as something that you're latching on to codependently, you treat them like garbage. And then the last but not least uh, common characteristic I have to talk about today is being loyal to a fault. Codependent people are loyal to a fault in the sense that they're loyal to people that don't deserve their loyalty. They... Need to be needed usually by people who don't have their best interest at heart, and they become loyal to those people and protect those people and stand up for those people. And it takes sometimes being dragged down in the dirt and buried before you realize that you're being loyal to someone that isn't deserving of your loyalness. And that is definitely something when I explore boundaries with my toxic family members, I realize that. I don't have to be loyal to people who are abusive to me, and that was a really hard lesson for me to learn. So that is the common characteristics on codependency. If there's anything you'd like to share with me on the topic we discussed today or a story you have about your common characteristics with codependency, I would love to hear at my email, codependency at beatrice spills the Beans.com or on Instagram at Beatrice underscore spills the beans. And yeah, you guys heard me. I'm official now. I have an email. My email is codependency at Beatrice com alright you All right, y'all. Remember, awareness sparks growth, my friends. feels a Feels a Da-da-da, da-da-da.